This is The Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. Pardon it. Here's your host, Greg Cody. Hey all, welcome to The Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. What a special episode this is. You're going to hear what aired from 4 a.m. to 5 a.m. this past Saturday. Have you been uh, to sleep yet? Are you okay? I'm better than I was at 4 a.m. You Saturday. sound so much better right now than oh you did God. at 4 a.m. I couldn't speak. I, I, I kept guzzling water because my throat was so, I was so tired, but I, uh, I toughed through it, didn't I? Huh? How, how about us? How about I? the Greg Cody show? Yeti, I think, how long, Yeti, you were up for most of that as well. Yeah, I, I stayed on for 18 hours. I went to bed about, after the mystery crate, about 6.15 that morning, so, and I'd stayed with, with the show the whole time. What a crazy, this, this Levitard show thing, man, what a buildup. No, we've never planned more for stuff. It went right. over so well. I'm still tired. It's Sunday morning. I, I did get to sleep a lot last night, but I'm still tired. Just overall, though, what a, what a time. Look, I'm just glad Greg's wife didn't kill him. That is a perfect tease for what we're about to play. There were so many highlights of this Greg Cody show hour during the Freedom Marathon. We prank call my mom. We talked to a doctor about my dad's belly button. We inexplicably talked to a psychic just because it felt right at 4 a.m. What were you calling that hour, Dad? The what hour? It's the dead hour. Oh, okay, the it's dower. It's the dead hour. <laughs> uh, but luck, luck, luckily, what, what we did from 4 a.m. to 5 a.m. was very well received. When you get a compliment from, from Mike Ryan, you know you've done something right. And if you were a sane person, unlike Yeti and like us, and you actually didn't wake up at 4 a.m., you can relive all the fun we had right now. But before we get to that, I want to say welcome to Miami, Lionel Messi. Wait, what? Uh, we got Lionel Messi? How exciting is that? If the reports are true, Lionel Messi is going to be playing for Inter-Miami in 2023 and 2024. God, may it be so. Reporting it! That is how you know we have something good for the people when we don't have time That's to talk right. about that story. On to the Freedom Marathon. Greg Cody Show, 4 a.m. hour. This is the Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. Pardon it. Here's your host, Greg Cody. Greg Cody is rattled. Go ahead and talk. You can talk. We'll close the door. There you go. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Hi, Greg, Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. And I've just lost that thing I'm supposed to read. <laughs> uh, I'm a little frazzled here. I mean, uh, you know, a means leaning into a microphone as I'm getting ready to read my thing. I mean, you know, it's not an ideal start. But, um, hey, everybody, um, God, I'm tired. I, <laughs> I have to tell you, um, I've known Levitard for more than 30 years, and I feel like uh, tonight is really the tonight or this morning. This is the culmination of our long friendship to be given this prestigious 4 a.m. to 5 a.m. time slot. It's it's unbelievable. Um, I've lost all track of time. I I haven't slept for three and a half months. I slept in February. It was the last good wink of sleep I had. Uh, my eyebrows are being propped open by toothpicks, which is painful. My left eye is bleeding. I'm trying to think of, um, and Christopher and Yeti, I'm going to ask you guys this same question after I'm done. Which is, why don't we uh, Why don't we set up for the people that this is the Greg Cody show? It really is with Greg Cody. Yeah, Yeti Blanc, our producer. What's up, Yeti? Oh, hello. Good morning, gentlemen. Yes. Or good night. In, in the words of our friend Steak Sauce, it's not morning if you never went to sleep. God, don't I know it? <laughs> it's uh, I'm I'm. What was the last time you chair? I, I want to know the last time you were up this late, Greg Cody. Oh God. Last time you pulled an all nighter. I can tell you the the situation. I can't tell you exactly uh, the year, but uh, it was at a Super Bowl. And um, we were partying at one of the media parties. Media parties used to be really big at Super Bowls. Marty's. That's right. There you go. And uh, this was one where it was lavish. If you don't know Super Bowls, 
they used to really spend, I mean, needless to say, it was an open bar, including champagne and the whole bit. Uh, this one had a canoe, a full-size canoe full of uh, shrimp and crab meat and lobster. Uh, so it was a lavish spread, and myself and several of the sports writers were drinking throughout the night. Okay, we hooked up with uh, some other people who were fun people. Uh, I'm not going to mention names. Uh, you know, I don't want to incriminate anybody, any fellow sports writers, in case Dave's wife is listening. But a couple <laughs> of us were partying with um, the ex-wife of the former Notre Dame quarterback, Terry Hanratty. Okay? and <laughs> so great name. This is, I mean, and we closed down the media party. Okay, and from the media party, some of us, um, you know, knew somebody else from the area. So the media party, uh, an adjunct of that, uh, flips off to this side house. Long story Sounds. short, we're partying until I get, this was before Uber. I take a cab back to my hotel. I stumble into the room. It's 6.45 in the morning. And I would love nothing better than to melt into that bed and sleep for the rest of my life. But what happens is it immediately dawns on me, Shit, I got to write a column that's due at 11 a.m. So instead of going to sleep, I have to get up and write. And it was it was the only time in my long checkered career that I have felt that close to actual malfeasance, to actual dereliction of duty. And um, it scared me a little bit. That was a, that was a really good story. But the whole time I was just thinking he really needs a sip of water. So if you could go ahead, take a sip of water. That's a good fact. You know, yeah, take thank your, you. gather yourself here. You know, we're settling in. Like, I know that the, that switch, that line change was a little difficult for you. Very awkward, ill-timed, but I'm not bitter. Now, I'm very excited about what we have going on here. We have Dr. John Roberts joining us in a little bit. He's wow. He's going to, you know, evaluate your belly button. He's good. He's going to do a deep dive on your belly button. Good. Um, we might Maybe. be joined by a psychic late in the hour. Okay. We're not really sure how we want to do that yet. In fact, we're actually going to put up a poll on the Greg Cody Show Twitter, would you rather, do you want us to talk to a doctor, a psychic, or both? We're going to let you guys vote. Yeah, that makes both of those make sense. Uh, I need medical help on my nope. navel. And my navel um, looks like a small smile, a circular smile, like the kid in uh, Home Alone. And on top of that smile is a big, broad nose. It looks like I have a nose on top of my navel. So the medical help is is encouraged, and, and I, I love the idea of that. The psychic, the timing is right. It's the dead hour. Okay, I researched this, and the four to five hour is right in between um, late night and the first light. It's known as the dead hour. So uh, we need a psychic because I feel like a psychic is one of those scary occupations. So that's going to be a lot of fun. and. You know, I wanted this to just be you and let you shine. But I learned something about Chris Whittingham about 20 minutes ago. Right. And it just needs to be brought to light right the now. The fancy lad. Yeah, the fancy lad. Yeah. Um, I learned that he gels his hair before he goes to sleep at night. And I'm going to need him to explain this to the group right now. Yeah. So I do. I, I can confirm <laughs> this to be true. Ah. So uh, I and, and it began because my initial salvo was that I hate hats. I find hats to be really uncomfortable. I I constantly remove the hat and pull at my hair, scratch at my scalp. I don't like the feeling of wearing hats. So this continues to... I basically am wearing hair gel all the time because that's how I feel normal in life is wearing hair gel. And so when... I don't think you wear a good hat. Some no, people can rock a hat. You're just not one of those people. It's not even about, and I agree with you, by the way. I'm bad. Like, I don't look good with hats You have an on. amazing head of hair, though, by the way. I yeah, good head of hair. Yeah, Thank you. I, like, it's, yeah. some people, like me, like, I lean into a hat. And the older yeah. you get and all that, I can rock a hat. You, not so much. But, but yeah. But I, hating hats is a normal thing. Right. But so I, gelling I, I think, your hair before bed. I, I I've think, never I think, heard that before. So we're talking about two different things, right? I look bad in hats. That I can tolerate. I just don't, they make me uncomfortable. Because I am only comfortable when my hair is gelled and in a formation, including in bed. <laughs> so what I will do is I will take a shower in the evening time when all I have left to do is go to bed and I will gel my hair because I feel uncomfortable and unruly if my hair is not in formation. 
So you wake up with an oily pillow. That's correct. Wow. That's correct, yeah. I'll try and at least like sit up in bed a little bit without my head on the pillow for about 20 minutes watching TV. Right. So that I'm not going straight to the pillow with a you know freshly slicked head of hair. But that's indeed how I go to bed. Would you, um, would you put on a hat right now just so I can see what it looks like? Sure. All right. Who's sure. got a hat for Woody? Uh, <laughs> Billy, uh, he's going under Billy's desk. Uh, uh, thank you, Tony. I can't wear this. Yes, please. No, no, yeah, you no, can. No, you can actually yeah. wear this. I'm not wearing that. Oh, no, come on. That's a great that. hat. No. It's a hat, for Christ's no. sake. Put no. it on. This is Roy's All right. hat. All right. This one says your mama. This this one I can deal with. Yeah. All, right. All right. Let's see. Somebody take a photo because we need this. That's we're on, a, we're on YouTube. Whittingham, the fancy lad wear a fancy hat. Yeah. You know, that's not bad. Yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah, it's a little low on your head. I think it's a glass. These dad hats, though, like, I have a big head. I can't rock these dad hats. That's a cop. He's a cop. Yeah. yeah. He is a cop. <laughs> yeah. A bad yeah. undercover I know my cop. <laughs> He's not, the guy who infiltrates a high school. I'm not telling you anything, cop. <laughs> oh, my God. I just looked at myself <laughs> in, the, in the picture. I look like a cop. Narc. <laughs> you really do. Uh, using all the kids' lingo to yeah. try to worm his way into the school. Yeah. Where are the deals happening? <laughs> I hear there's some mischief. Right. Oh. Hey, um, Christopher, God. should I, I? I feel like I need to call mom. Should I call uh, my wife right now? Does she, like, is she expecting your call? I don't think so. God, no. You want to prank call your wife? I think it would be fun. <laughs> At 4 o'clock in the morning? Yeah, because I do need to ask her something. <laughs> Can I do that or no? I mean, okay, go ahead and talk while I call her. Oh, you'll what do that. What are you going to ask her, Greg? What do you think you'll ask her? Oh, you oh, you... ask her what she's wearing? I know what I have to ask her. Uh, we... I think we might have uh, dinner reservations tomorrow night or tonight. God, I can't keep track of the time. You Did love I... a dinner reservation from something I've learned of you over the last few weeks. You love a dinner reservation. Yeah, my wife makes them, though, so I don't know anything about that. So it's going to determine the rhythm and the rhyme of my day today if I know whether or not I have to meet a deadline to go to dinner. So I'd like to know now. So you just want to, like, just make a casual call to her? I would. I mean, you know. Okay, go ahead. You, you're talking about, like, Shannon Sharp style. Like, you just want to put her right. on speaker? Yeah, you never know with um, her. She could be up. All right, she's definitely not up. Go ahead, Dad. If that's right. what you really want to do, call her. This okay. is this seems a little ridiculous, but you know, it's four o'clock. Put it on speaker. Turn it up. Make sure to tell her she's live on the air. Why? You know, just do whatever you want. <laughs> Why isn't she answering? Where is she? Who is she with? Hello. Exactly. Hello. Hey. Hello. How you doing? Hello? What do you, what do you, what's, going, what's wrong? What do you mean, what's wrong? I, I had a quick question for you. Um, do we have a dinner reservation tomorrow? I feel like I, I thought we did. No. Seriously? You have to ask me this right now. What's that? You have to ask, you have to ask me this right now. Well, because it's going to affect the, the rhythm and rhyme of my day today. It would help me to know right now whether or not we had a dinner reservation. Are you saying you don't know or we don't? Um. I mean, we have to talk about that right now. We can't. I don't think your rhythm of your day is really going to be affected by that right now. All right. Um, it sounds like you're in a bad mood. What happened? You have a bad day or what? Uh, it's called sleeping in the middle of the freaking night. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay. All right. Hey, I love you so much. What, what, are, you, what are you doing? Well, we're actually doing a podcast right now. I, I know, but why are you calling me right now? I, I, I wanted to know whether or not we were having dinner tomorrow night, but you've... Uh, you know, you've answered the question we don't, which is great. So uh, I want to thank you for that and love you very much. Hey, go back to sleep, would you? Put a Lobo's Mint yeah. under your pillow and dream big. Yeah, that'll, that'll probably be very likely that I can go right back to sleep right now. Okay. All right. Love you so much. Bye. Bye-bye. How'd that go for you? Uh, about as well as I thought it might, actually. But it's fine. She's a, a perfect person. Um, I want to know what topics you brought. Let's go. We got a few minutes now before our interview. This is time for Greg Cody to shine, to we show led, America. We, we led with my hair gel, so I can't imagine right. it's yeah. that much. No, that was good, though. I mean, I've never heard of anybody who gels their hair before bed. It's, like, ridiculous. I'm more just amazed by your voice right now yeah. and how tired you sound. Almost like it's 4 a.m. <laughs> um, and like, I haven't slept. Have, have you slept? You did sleep, though. You've slept more than anybody. No, here. I've, I've had, uh, I had two attempts at power naps. But, Perhaps. but here's the thing you have to realize about South Beach. My hotel's right on Collins Avenue. Because Oceanside is blocked off from traffic, Collins Avenue gets all the traffic. Okay, so uh, rolling by my 
hotel when I'm trying to take a nap are all these cars, you know, bumping hip hop and everything, which is great. I don't mind that except when I'm trying to sleep. So the phenomenon here is you have a lot of uh, $6,000 cars with $12,000 speaker systems. So they sound great. I mean, people uh, walk around. So it was really loud and you couldn't sleep. It was really loud. and That's a long story short. That would be the way to put it. And it's very difficult to sleep. So I didn't sleep. I went to sleep. Uh, I attempted to sleep, but I couldn't. So, um, God, my voice is like, you're right about that. It's it's crazy. (laughs) So so is your cousin Ray going to join us? Has he gotten back to you yet? He's not my cousin. I thought you said he was your cousin for years now. No, it's uh, it, it's uh, Fogarty. He's the guy who fed me the um, the bad um, dad. We, you teased Ray Romano potentially coming. Oh on this yeah, podcast. yeah, we do right. Okay, that's Ray Romano, <laughs> yes. um, who's related to Christopher by marriage, and we do hope he's going to call in. Um, we have no assurance that he's going to call. In. I was thinking of Fogarty, uh, but um, which is Ken, not Ray. But uh, yeah, we hope to hear from Ray Romano. Uh, Christopher, during the next commercial break, I want you to uh, check on that and see if we uh, we have Ray calling in. Now, that's probably not going to happen. Here's the thing. God bless the Levitard show um, for this whole DraftKings thing and Verizon. Sponsorship big time and deserving every minute of it. Uh, uh, little known is the Greg Cody Show podcast also came up with a major sponsorship deal that's sort of flown under the radar, but... Uh, we're sponsored by Nelly's Diner now, which is your hometown diner. And instead of a $50 million Nelly? deal, Nelly is um, my late grandmother, but the diner goes on in her name. Uh, Nelly Doogie was Wild Bill Cody's um, mother-in-law. And, um, it's who's, a, and who's Wild Bill Cody? Well, my dad. Um, everybody knows Wild Bill. But uh, Nelly's Diner uh, has given us a, not a $50 million deal, but... A fifty meal deal, you know. So we're um, yeah, we're happy to have Nelly's Diner. It's the sight, the sound, the smell of it. Morning, night, or noon. It's the feeling you're always welcome, and when you leave, we'll see you soon. It's the place you always go to when you're with friends or you're all alone. It's the taste of Nelly's Diner. Step back in time when you step into Nelly's Diner. It's the only place in town that tastes Wild Bill Cody's Bison Burger, Deep Fried and Nana's 100-Year-Old Lard. Or try a tall stack of our award-winning PFBI pancakes. Dig into the signature thang a thang salad. Or try an Uncle Dick footlong. Anything you want and anytime you want it, we got it. All served up with a free side of smiles. We are right where we've been for 60 years at 1440 Zagaki Street downtown. Nelly's Diner. It's the taste of home you never had because your mom sucked at cooking. It's the taste of Nelly's Diner that makes you feel at home. Ah, Nelly. Boy, what memories I have of her. Uh, and, and we're so happy to have her on as a sponsor. That's terrific. Uh, patronize Nelly's, by the way. It's in your hometown. And uh, do that, will you? Okay. All right, let's move on now. We have a doctor in the house. Oh, Dr. Boy. John Roberts is with us now. Hello, doctor. Hello, everyone. Thank you hey, for having me. How you doing? Now, I'm before, doing great. Before my dad shows you his belly button, uh, give the people a little background on what you do and what medical field you work in. Well, I'm a uh, radiologist, and I specialize in abdominal imaging. Um, Perfect. Basically, I read uh, CTs and MRIs, advanced studies of the abdomen. And uh, I heard that there was some type of abdominal wall abnormality. And I thought I might be able to shed some insight on that. That's great, doctor. I really appreciate that. Before we get to my belly button, uh, I want to address two issues. Um, Okay, you're from Tupelo. Now, I have friends from Hershey, Pennsylvania, and they have to put up with the whole chocolate references and candy bar references. Now, obviously, Tupelo is known for being the home of Elvis Presley. So as somebody somebody who lives and works in Tupelo, uh, is that a point of pride or does that become extremely... Uh, tiresome and annoying to hear the Elvis references? Well, I think that it's a point of pride, and it's also kind of a rivalry between us and Memphis, Tennessee, Mm. because that's where Graceland is. Right. Um, But there are a lot of tourists that come to Tupelo 
to see his birthplace and to see the hardware store where he bought his first guitar. And have you done that? Have you gone to the hardware store and reminisced? I have gone to the hardware store many times. It's still a functioning hardware store. Uh, and I have been to his birthplace. Does the um, proprietor of the hardware store like wear a hokey Elvis wig or anything like that? Or is it more subtle? No, no. It's um, basically it's just a small hardware store. People go in there to uh, either buy a guitar or get things for their house to fix their house. Doctor, have Nothing you, hokey about it. Have you um, been to Graceland? Because I have and I find it to be extremely sad. I have not been to Graceland. I haven't made it there yet, but there's also a, a place called Graceland 2, which is outside of Memphis in a small town outside of Memphis. I've never been there either, but it's kind of a, a museum to, to Elvis as well. So if you ever make it to Graceland, try to go to Graceland 2 as well. Uh, doctor, uh, we'll get to our belly button in just a moment, but I also wanted to admit something to you, and this is the God's truth. Until I was 10 years old, might have been 11. Uh, I thought a radiologist was someone who repaired radios. Um, <laughs> and, and my parents corrected me. But I'm wondering, um, have you ever had someone make an appointment with you and show up at your office uh, with a, a busted transistor radio or something of that nature? Must happen a lot. That is an excellent question. Not yet. No one has shown up with a radio yet. Really? Uh, honestly, I don't know if people still have radios, but um, if someone showed up with one, I will definitely contact you right away. Okay. I feel like you could you could make that a niche. You could be the first radiologist slash radio repairman. Okay. Well, I did about, you know, 12 years of training for this job, so I'm not sure if I want to go back for any more training to work on radios. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Um, can you <laughs> show them your belly button? I'm going to show you my belly button. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Keep it up. Oh, yeah. Keep, this Cody. is going great. <laughs> but Thank you, doctor. Yeah, but first I want to uh, describe it to you um, so you're not too shocked. Uh, my navel is a small round circle, uh, like the kid in Home Alone. And then above my navel is what looks like a, a broad, wide nose. I have a nose above my navel. Now, can I show it to you and you... Tell me what's wrong with me. Let me ask you a couple of questions yeah. first. How long have you had this? Do you, can you remember? I, my whole life, like I cannot remember not having it. Okay. And does it come and go or is it always there? It's, it's always there. And uh, as Mike Ryan can tell you, it's uncomfortably squishy. Like <laughs> I feel like if I pricked it, pus or something would come out. I honestly expected it to be a little bit more gelatinous, but um, it's liquidy, closer to water Mm. than hair gel, if that makes sense. Yeah, I would agree with that. Water more than hair gel. Okay. Yeah, if you want to show it to me, that's fine. Okay. Move your your (laughs) all-access mask. See, white with writing on it? Yeah. I've never seen that. Let the camera zoom in on it. Like, stay still, Dad. There you go. There it is, Dr. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And so if you on, push on that, that, does it go it. in? It does. Ooh, that it's looks pe- Ooh, that looks that hurts Ooh. me when you do that. Stop. I almost uh, hear it squishing. Oh. So what I think is going on Do you want to see it one more time? Do you want to see you want to see it? You want to see it one more time while you diagnose? Yeah. Just stay there, yeah, dad. Leave like, there. Don't Great. move. Let him finish his answer until yeah. you sit down. Proceed, Dr. Robert. So what I think you have going on is what's called a periumbilical hernia. So you can sit down if you want. Um, I got to gather myself. That sounds terrible. <laughs> so all of us have a belly button, an umbilicus, which is where when we're in the womb, we get our nutrients from from vessels that come out of that belly button or the umbilicus. Uh, to go to the placenta. Mm. So every person has a small hole in their abdominal wall there. And some people that hole is a little bit larger and it allows things that are inside the abdominal wall to come out. And so some people have what's called a, a periumbilical hernia, which is in your case, probably a small amount of fat that is usually within the abdominal ca- cavity comes out of that opening. And that's what you're seeing under the skin there. So it's and a- since it's been there your whole life, there's probably nothing to do about it. You know, it's just kind of what one of those quirky things about you. Now, in some people, these can get larger. Things that would cause these to get larger 
are things that would cause hernias elsewhere. Lifting heavy weights, you know, doing extra strain. Also, if you were to gain, you know, a large amount of weight that will increase pressure inside your abdominal cavity and could cause this to get larger. So is it uh, dangerous to me? Should I have it um, surgically removed? I wouldn't say that it's dangerous. In some people, bowel, um, bowel or gut could get into the hernia and sometimes it can cause an obstruction. And um, that's usually the reason that people have these operated on or if it gets bigger, it can become painful and then people will have them operated on as well. If I were to um, have this operated on, would I go to a, uh, a plastic surgeon? Would it be a... It would probably be a general surgeon. A general um, surgeon. Yes. And usually they do a, a laparoscopic surgery where they put small ports into the abdominal wall and then they pull the material that's in that hernia back into the abdominal cavity and then put a mesh on the inside of your abdominal cavity to kind of seal that hole up. Sounds like a lot of effort. Um, I um, was about to spend nearly $5,000 on knee surgery for my dog uh, and then found out that my dog had a terrible, inoperable cancerous tumor on its liver and we had to say goodbye to the dog. But the point is I was willing to spend almost $5,000 on Riley. Uh, how much mm-hmm. money would I spend uh, on, on this uh, on this well, belly button matter. What tidbit was that? What, what? A horrible thing you just like, just like passing by I, I in the conversation. Essential, an essential tidbit. Well, I think so, Mike. I'm I'm trying to put into context that if I'm willing to spend five thousand dollars on my dog's knee so that he might limp less, imagine the money I would spend on my own uh, abdominal region, my lower. Would I would I call it the lower thorax? Is that accurate? Um, no. Okay. So the thorax <laughs> ends at the diagram, at the diaphragm. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. So this would be the midline abdominal wall. I see. Because I, I had, thora- I had major thoracic surgery in September of 2018, if I'm being <laughs> honest. Had a tumor, um, a benign tumor, slightly larger than a lemon, removed from between my lungs just below um but anyway, enough about me. You say these things so dry <laughs> that they're hilarious. These are terrible things that you're describing to us, but I'm laughing because of the way you're saying them. Well, uh, but but getting around to this, um, how much would it cost me to have this removed so that my belly was smooth and no longer had the nose above the uh, belly button? It's difficult to say. I'm assuming that if a general surgeon was going to operate on this, they would be doing it only if your insurance would deem it necessary. And so this probably wouldn't be an elective surgery that you would pay out of pocket for. Good to hear. So, uh, doctor, how big could one of these hernias get? Um, like, if let's say an extreme situation, how could, big could one get and could it rupture externally? So hernias come in all shapes and sizes. Most of the ones that are very large are caused by prior surgeries um, where the patient is, you know, uh, not in very good health, and so the her- the surgery site doesn't heal well. But you can get half of your bowel into some of these hernias. Whoa! Um, and they kind of become like their own their own abdomen outside of the abdominal cavity. Uh, it's kind of like you have two abdomens going on. They can get very very large. You could get a nine pack. That's what scares me. <laughs> uh, that, that that that's what makes me feel like I need to have it taken care of, doctor. Uh, in your illustrious career. How does discussing this on a podcast at 4 a.m. rank? Not a podcast. What is it? <laughs> You're on YouTube. Oh, yeah. That's right. It's a podcast within YouTube. Sure. How does this rank among your highlights, Doctor? I would say that this has to be top top three highlights wow. of my career. And yes. what would the other two be? Probably graduating medical school. Okay. Because um, there's a little bit more effort in that. And then finishing residency. Okay, so this would be the first non-medical accomplishment highlight. Correct. Okay. Outside of, you know, getting my medical degree and then finishing the five years of radiology training, this would be next. Okay. Are you normally this right. well-dressed at this hour? When, uh, when I'm asked to give my medical expertise, yes, yes. Okay. And also, I bill double for after-hour calls. Nice. So, Are you wearing pants? I'm wearing shorts. Yeah, can you stand up? Can we see the full ensemble? Give us a little. I might have to move the computer. It's fine. Yeah, Yeah. blurred out a little bit there. Nice. 
baby. <laughs> when we blur out, yeah. I don't even want to know. <laughs> what the hell? Um, doctor, uh, thank you very much. We really appreciate you. Uh, I think um, I think you've calmed my nerves a little bit about this because I've been very concerned whether this was uh, an urgent matter. And basically, you've told me that uh, it's nothing. It's sort of a cosmetic issue. That's nothing I need to take urgent uh, action on. Is that right? It is. And I would say as long as it doesn't change in size, you're probably okay. Okay. And what would be a warning? If you you notice it to start to get larger, um, then you might want to have something done about it because the larger it gets, the harder it is for them to repair. Okay. And what about the squishiness? Uh, Is that a concern at all? That's probably fat from inside the abdominal cavity that you're feeling. Okay. Um, It's called um, basically a fat containing hernia. (laughs) How descriptive. I got plenty yes. of that fat. I'll tell you what, uh, doctor. <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, the best of Tupelo uh, has been heard here, and uh, we thank you very much. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Stay tuned next week when Greg details his circumcision. <laughs> wow. You know, I hadn't thought of that. I am circumcised. If we're gonna, Alrighty. If we're going to go we there, don't but need to do that. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Yeti. <laughs> wow. I mean, he brought it up. All right, Dad, you got 25 minutes left. <laughs> okay. We're, I'm very excited. Where's this thing going next? I thought we had a psychic coming on because it's the dead hour. I'm interested in that. Oh, we do, but we need a little bridge. Give us a little bridge. Give us some good tent right here. What do you got? Greg, what's been your favorite part about today? Oh, gosh. It's been a cavalcade. Um, it's been unlike nothing else I've ever done. Um, I got here at like 1030 in the morning. Closer to like 1115. Well, whatever. And... uh it's been great. The The only surprise was that uh, I was dumb enough to think that a lot of these people would be in studio. Like, I thought I'd get a chance to talk to Charles Barkley and everything, but uh, some of these people <laughs> did it by Zoom, which is totally understanding. But uh, it's been, what an undertaking uh, that uh, Meadowlark and, and the Libertard Show have taken on. I think it's been fantastic. Uh, I'm interested to see how they think it turned out as we're now three quarters through it or whatever. Mike, how is this going? I am also interested to find out how Metalark <laughs> thought this went. <laughs> this, is, this is interesting because, like, in it, it's just been like moving so fast that, like, I don't really know how it's going. It feels like it's going well, but I'm getting a lot of like response that it's going well. So that feels. Good. I uh, I pulled your son aside and I said, "You should be really proud, damn proud of your old man because this is going way better than I ever could have dreamed." <laughs> I don't. I honestly don't know. I kind of feel. Are you f-ing with me? I kind of feel like it's a little bit of a rib. But like whatever you're doing right now, I, I dig it. This is one of your better performances. The vibe is you're coming off real cool. It's an adjustment to be the only person in this room, uh, you know, because even though you all are, are helping out, I feel alone being alone in the studio. I, I, I could not do a show by myself. Like who's what famous? If, what if we all just muted? Like what if we all just muted the rest of the way and you had to just go? Oh up? God, I would be I would be like singing within Fifteen seconds. Why Jim Rome, goat status? Can you what imagine he does that? Is incredible. Three hours in a row. I don't know how He's he would the most do prepared it. Prepared um, talent in the industry. He is unlike anyone else right now. Right. That's why it was up until seeing your belly button was the high point of this broadcast for me. Sure, I appreciate <laughs> that. And that and Rasheed but, Wallace honking the horn. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was good. Great. That was great. I'll speak as a fan who's watched. I've maybe missed an hour and 15 minutes of the whole thing. I had to shower. But like speak, looking at from a fan's perspective, it's been wonderful. I've been thoroughly entertained. Yes, a little bit of it's being self-involved and you know having a, a music video and a song played earlier. But <laughs> the whole thing, running the whole gamut, I've loved every second of it. This has been a lot of fun. Yeti, I want to give you a little shit for putting at the end. Because Yeti, if you don't know, had a music video along with Andrew Streeter that we played. Um, at you at the end with your yetiblanc.com. <laughs> Like you are such is generated to zero clicks. Yeah, that's just like I was just like that. That that needs to be made fun of. I didn't know there was a yetiblanc.com. I'll have it just redirects to my Bandcamp where you could buy my music. You know, wow, the one song I've got so far. Hooray! You have any merchandise or anything? Because I want to go there. Not yet. Okay. um, Yeti mentioned showering, and it made me think of you and your underwear situation. Now you've admitted recently on the show that you will sometimes not change your underwear from day to day. Right. And this is a weird one where it's a 24-hour show. So, like, you, you've had a few breaks. Have you changed underwear? Have you showered at all? Or you were just rocking no. with how you started? No, I haven't done any of that. I'm going to do that at the end of the day, at the end of my shift. At the end of this 24-hour marathon, I will crash. I will burn. 
Uh, I will change underwear. I will shower um, because I need it. But uh, you know what surprised me about this whole thing is that I thought Levitard would do like four hours in the beginning and four hours in the end, but he's been pretty much constantly, uh, he must be exhausted is my point. Uh, you know, a guy his age, I mean, this guy. Are you surprised, Mike? Or you knew it. You knew what was going to happen. But why has he been so involved in just about every segment? That's pretty heroic of him. Well, he's the host, yeah. for one. And, uh, you know, they, the DraftKings partnered up with the, the Dan Levitard show. And he's, he's a professional, man. Uh, he got really emotional before all this started. Uh, that was with awesome. The, the cinephobe. It was awesome uh, from like a human standpoint yeah. to see like a, a host overcome with emotion just because he genuinely loves everybody in the building. It was a real cool moment. Not great to start a show at that level of emotion. Right. I think uh, Rashid yeah. Wallace really helped save the show a little bit because then we found our groove. But it's really hard, as, you, as you've seen for 40 minutes, being the person everyone looks to, to carry, right. shoulder the burden of, of content, you're doing it for 40 minutes and it's wiping you out a little bit. He was in here for like a seven-hour stretch with, you know, a band would play a song and you think that's a break? No, it's not a break. It's just everyone in his ear telling him, all right, this is what we got next and it's 15 different things he has to remember. So it's really, really hard what Dan Levitard and Sue Gods did today. The 10 minutes, 10 or 20 minutes before we started – at noon yesterday was honestly one of the cooler like just energy with everybody and like the music playing before and Dan getting emotional it was honestly one of the cooler moments since I've worked on this show I was out there when he sort of did the the little pep rally and we were all like in a circle and everything um when you guys talk about the emotion just before we went on the air peel back the curtain and, and let us know what you saw from Dan because uh, I don't think I was around at that moment he seemed grateful he just seemed appreciative you know he came in and gave us a little speech about how much he loved us and it was just we were all just in our feels and it just it was awesome pretty incredible the journey that the show has taken in the past five or six months and this was sort of like a culmination and and what's amazing to me is that you know the show has drawn thousands of fans to these big moss miami street parties uh they've done a live show from the beacon theater in new york city and yet, I think Dan and most people involved in the show felt like this was the biggest undertaking. Do you agree, Mike? Because you've been involved in all that stuff. Yeah, this is one of the biggest undertakings. To be able to produce the show, direct traffic, still be in charge of content, talk to our amazing team based in Kansas City. It's, it's, it's Yeah, this is the most challenging thing I've ever done professionally. But speaking of directing traffic and, and all that jazz... Let's segue nicely here from a nice heartfelt conversation to a psychic. Wow. How about that? We have no. Natalie Young is joining us. Natalie, are you with us? I'm here. There she is. Hi, Natalie. Hi. How are you guys? Good. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Are you from Miami? Um, I have a home in Miami and I also uh, travel back and forth to Maui, Hawaii. Wow. Okay. Those are some fingernails. I, I couldn't help but notice. Congratulations. Oh, my God. Everyone always tells me about those. <laughs> I mean, that's, show them in the camera because those are fantastic. They're little butterflies. Oh, cool. <laughs> now, Natalie, um, are you a psychic? Like, what's the right word for that? Uh, yeah, psychic. I'm uh, intuitive. I also do life coaching and uh, I do like holistic healing. So uh, meditation, chakra therapy, uh, Reiki been Reiki master. So everything I kind of like the holistic field. And how did you discover your gift? I was actually very young when I discovered my gift around nine. Um, no one in my family had the gift, um, but I start having these um, visions. I start having these dreams. Unfortunately, they weren't the best. <laughs> um, they were kind of like warnings. So, wow. uh, for instance, I had this one, it started with um, a school trip and it was a very scary vision, but it was about this, uh, the school trip having um, a fatal accident. And I actually saved a lot of my friends' lives. I kind of was scared and didn't want to go on the trip anymore. So I kind of made plans and we did something other that weekend, something different. And there was a fatal 
accident that happened on the school bus, unfortunately. And then there was visions I was seeing about missing children and where they were. And it was just all these things. It was unexplainable. Um, So then long story short, my family thought there was something wrong with me. So we were going to therapists and didn't know what was happening to me. Ended up finding someone who was very spiritual, a therapist. And then she um, introduced me to these other mentors and they did some testing on me and just found out that it was an intuitive ability that I had that was very strong at nine. So, yeah. And then I, I turned it off. They helped me just kind of learn how to turn that off for a little while, live my childhood and then realized later that it really wasn't a curse. It was more of a gift that I could use to help people um, guide them through life to help make decisions prevent, you know, save people's lives and just kind of guide them in the right path. So later in life, I decided that's what I wanted to do. The reason we wanted you on is that uh, we're, uh, this is airing from 4 to 5 a.m., which I consider to be the dead hour, uh, right in between uh, late night and first light, which is spooky to me. And there's something about being a psychic that I find to be a little bit of a spooky thing. Um, Some do. It, do, you, do. Do you find that a little spooky as well? No, not for me. Okay. I, I like it when I was a kid, it was. Um, but now I find it as a gift so that I uh, I use it to guide people. You know, like how many times we ask, like, should I be in this relationship? Should I be taking this job? Is this the right move for me? Um, so I use that, my gift now, to guide people to make the right decisions. And, and what kind of information uh, do you need from somebody to form an evaluation? For example, just... Hearing me speak and seeing me, are you able to form any sort of a indication of the type of person I am, uh, whether I'm doomed, um, whether I'm about to hit the lottery? Like, what can you tell about me just from having met me? Yeah, well, I don't necessarily need a... Um, actually, I don't even see you, though. I'm not seeing your picture. I'm but... the one waving right here. Uh... My... Uh, the, a lot okay. of my clients are by phone sometimes, or oh, I've done okay. a lot of programming and I didn't see people. I was just hearing their voice. So really, I don't necessarily have to see anybody. It's just picking up energy around the voice. Um, so what I can pick up around you is that there's been a lot of changes in the past um, two, possibly three years. You've had some standstill. Uh, there's been time that just been things at a standstill, but things are finally going to start to move for you um, in multiple areas. But there's areas that you've been really trying hard to make that happen. And things are finally doors are going to open. Opportunities are going to fall in place. I just feel like you're a very strong minded person. And usually what you put your mind to, you can almost always make happen. Lately, though, I think there's been sometimes a little bit of confusion, questioning yourself, should I, shouldn't I, um, is this the right move, is this not the right move? So you question yourself just a little bit sometimes, but that's because of you feeling a little unsecure in decisions lately because of things that didn't work out in the past. Wow, that's a, that's a lot of um, baggage to unpack there for me. Um, <laughs> but it's a pandemic thing uh, with me. Absolutely. Yeah. It's definitely thing with all of us. Right. And also, um, I haven't slept in three and a half months. Um, <laughs> February was probably the last time I really got a good night's sleep. And you need to change your underwear. <laughs> I've been, I feel something about if you change your underwear more often, really? then I think that might help. <laughs> okay. Especially well, with the interview. I don't know if you're meeting people like communication better. Yeah. To, yeah. Yeah. I'm not a good communicator. Um, although yeah. I do that for a living, oddly enough. But, you say um, you haven't slept in three months. It sounds like you're currently sleeping. <laughs> you know what? I can't Damn. disguise doing this at 4 a.m. Uh, it's it's tough. Only Natalie, 10 more you know minutes. What I mean. Only 10 more minutes. Let's go. Finish strong. I, I am finishing strong. Um, Natalie. Um, need sleep. I do need sleep. I really do. <laughs> um, what do you see in my future? Uh, there's a, a few different things that I'm picking up. Uh, pick an area that's you're interested in because there's a few different visions I'm feeling. Um, well, I have a very uh, um, serious interest in gardening. Um, I'm currently growing a crepe myrtle tree that's confounding me because it's uh, one of the mother branches was lopped See, off tragically. See, there's a tree right there. 
that's in your future. It's yes. gardening. Fine. That's what, that's what made me notice that gigantic leaf because that's a, right. a passion of mine along with cooking. Um, are you ever drawn into um, terrible cases such as parents who've lost a child, uh, who have a missing child, come to you looking for clues to the whereabouts? That was um, when I was very young. That was probably one of the first clients I've worked with. Yeah. Uh, especially for some reason, Maui, Hawaii is so sacred and it's beautiful. And people go there for so many like retreats and healing and like so many positive things. But unfortunately, a lot of people go missing. So yeah, I was always called up on missing cases. Some of them turned out, you know, okay. Uh, And then unfortunately, yeah, we found a few people that weren't, it just didn't work out. Yeah. Now when you're um, counseling people, on relationship matters, there's not that much pressure. But when you're dealing with some something like a missing child, there's pressure on you. I mean, they're looking oh. to you to be a miracle worker. Is that stressful? It's not as stressful because I'm feeling under pressure because um, my gift, I've been rated at like 99.8% accuracy. So it's it's just a natural, like I could see you know these flowers i can see those visions i know what i'm feeling accurate it's not pressure like that but it's pressure because i want to give these people positive news i want to you know help them and hope that the outcome turns out good and it's pressure about giving bad news um it's more emotional for me than i would say the pressure of not being able to perform and give them the information that they want so it's more of an emotional. And, and Natalie, before we uh, let you go, what do you see as the future of the Dan Lebetard show with Stu Gotts as it sets sail in its new partnership with DraftKings? Um, I feel very positive about it. I feel extremely po- I think it's going to go quickly and go well and just start like exploding. I just Great. feel good with it. Natalie, uh, is there anything you'd like to promote? Do you have a website, uh, a book, anything you'd like to mention? People can reach me at A, as in the letter A, meditationroom.com. Um, they can also reach me in Florida area at uh, 305-900-8852. In Hawaii is 808-276-1017. And the uh, website again is a meditationroom.com. A meditationroom.com. Natalie, yep. thank you for joining us on the Greg Cody Show in the oh, dead no hour. We appreciate it. It was nice meeting you guys. You have a good day. Thank you, Natalie. Bye bye. All right, Dad. You got about seven minutes left. I think you're just going to go to singing, right? That's probably all you got left. Uh, I could <laughs> sing. I mean, uh, did that go well, the Natalie thing? Uh, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was all right. Was I all had right. one person send me a comment saying it was good. Send me a text saying okay. it was good. All right, because I never know. I thought the doctor went well. Uh, Natalie, I'm not sure. I need feedback. Rick, I, I'm really surprised you did, that you went and asked her about Dan. That's not very in character for you to be less self-absorbed and ask her how the Greg Cody show was going to go. Uh, I was afraid of the answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, the, that kind of a, an occupation, I had to... Uh, resist being more cynical than I might have sounded because if I'm being honest, I'm not a huge believer in psychics. How do you all feel about that? Because I, is it a credible thing? I mean, she seemed legit and I'm sure she is, but the whole line of... I I don't like that you should have called her out while she was on. You wait till she leaves to say you don't really believe in it. I was a little suspect when she said you're a hard worker. Did she say that? Yeah, when she said that, I was like, I feel like she's just saying words. Uh, I didn't hear her say that, actually. Uh, yeah, I've never been accused of being a hard worker. I don't know. Ameditationroom.com. I, 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 Flood her with business because she's fantastic. I'm going to have to study more about that because I don't know enough about being a psychic. I thought she was, is she the kind of person who does a seance and speaks to the dead or no? That, that would have that, been a great yeah, question for you to ask. question for her. Yeah. You know, right. maybe, maybe next year when we do this thing again, we'll have her back on. <laughs> right. right. Hang on just a second. Got to take a swig of water. Oh, my throat is so parched. The good thing is, is you can, I think, now go sleep for a few hours. I think I will. I really, I really do. I think I will. What's on next? Like, who, who's on next on the show? Who do I look forward to? Mystery Crate, which is just a collective ensemble of your favorite Levitard show with Sue Gatz characters. I know the Mystery Crate. Yeah, you often contribute. I, I think I do. Well, you used to. 
with you never know. Right, you never know. Yeah. Wasn't that an original guys, bit on the mystery crate? But then you spun out and started your own podcast, and now right. you're sitting on an empire here that's <laughs> getting thousands upon thousands of viewers at 4.56 a.m. Eastern Time. Right. I, I really appreciate people who have uh, tuned in this late, and, and I hope, uh, I have to think that most people who um, are watching the show right now have listened to the podcast in the past, but if not, uh, welcome aboard, and uh, thank you all so much. And God, you sound terrible. Thank you, Yeti, for helping us out today. Yeti, Do you of want, uh, Dad, would you like to sing a song on the way out with your terrible voice? I, I can't even think of a song sure that I could... It's royalty-free. Oh, yeah, never mind. Don't yeah. sing. No commercial. Uh, yeah, I would <laughs> you want to give me an original piece of music? I would never do that. Uh, How about a, a Lobos update? Well, you know, it, it's you... always football season, right? All right, let me get it. You know, normally... It is time now for a weekly update on Imaging. our favorite team, Rex Lobos. <laughs> Here is their head coach and president of football operations, Rex Cody. <laughs> Thank you very much, Lobos fans. You know what? It's never the offseason in Loboville. I don't have to tell you we had a disappointment last year. Uh, we did not make the playoffs. Uh, it was a, a crushing defeat. We've made some changes. Uh, we we have uh, a lot of work to do. Uh, we've cleaned house, and uh, we've also made a lot of changes in the football program in addition to hiring housekeepers to clean the house. So uh, we're going to be back full-time, big time, and uh, put a mint under your pillow and dream big. I'm Greg Cody, CEO of Greg's Lobos. Good night, everybody. <laughs> I don't know. Should we let him carry the last minute and a half? <laughs> I mean, he didn't even give us the, the three words. Hey, <laughs> come on in. It's my daughter, Jessica. Hey, Dad, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Jess. How are you? you. What's new? How is it having me as a father? Um, supportive. I feel like Thank I'm you. always supported by you, Greg. You really are. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. I'm worried about you and your belly button. Are you? Yeah. Well, the doctor just said it's nothing to worry about, so. I'm still worried. I think I'm more worried about my voice. It, yeah, you uh, don't sound good. No, I go, really don't. Go get some sleep, buddy. I think I am. You mean dad. You call your dad buddy? What's going on with this? <laughs> no, it's good. It's all good. I mean, Chris calls his dad Greg. That's true. I call my dad by his first name, too. Yeah, Do you really? What? Yeah, Greg. Your dad's name is Greg? Yeah, you're my dad. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot the bit. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a... <laughs> Greg, God, I'm Greg, tired. Dad, buddy. Okay, you're off duty now. Uh, Greg, you should stick around for the next hour or so. <laughs> Good night, everybody. All right, there we go. Good Good night, everybody.